You are listening to episode 269 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Hawley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, party people. I am recording this with all the windows open while I'm sitting in our sunroom, solarium, what have you. So I'm actually kind of hoping you can hear like the birds in the background in the recording. I think that would be really nice and it's very peaceful right now. People are getting ready to go to work. I can hear neighbors hopping in their cars, driving away, but it's, it's, you know, it feels nice. It's like, yeah, here's our, here's our Monday routine. Everyone's kind of getting back into the swing of things after a night, well, hopefully a nice weekend. I had a nice weekend. Um, Tim and I had all of my, I'm going to like cry. We had all of my family members come, um, over for pizza night. Tim, I think I talked about on the podcast. Tim is from Detroit area, north of Detroit. And there's Detroit style pizza, which seems to have gotten really popular over the last couple of years. And Tim was on a mission the last few years, of course, because he's amazing to make a delicious gluten-free Detroit style pizza. And this includes a steel pan, like the whole shebang. And we have had pizza night on Friday nights, basically every single Friday night for the last year and a half. And he has totally hacked it. We had multiple different variations of recipes over the months, kind of like a year ago. And then, oh, let's say last fall, we really found a great recipe and have just been having this delicious gluten-free pizza every week. Um, And we hadn't made pizza yet here at the new house because we had... I had concocted the scheme. I was like, oh, it could be really cool. I had thought about this actually before we even drove out here, right? Because we kind of camped out in our house before all our stuff got here from U-Haul containers. So I had even packed in like our camping box (laughs) that was with us in the car. I had packed the steel pizza pan because I was like, oh, our first Friday night, like we can make pizza. Maybe we can invite my parents. And then I realized, oh, wait, so I have a, one of my siblings lives over in Europe and he's been traveling and he's just here in Minneapolis for a couple of days. Anyway, long story short, all my two siblings and their partners and us and my parents, we were all able to sit at a table together yesterday, eat this delicious pizza that Tim made. I made a big, big, like chopped salad and it was just really nice. It was like, yep, this is why... We moved back here <laughs> so we could do this. Uh, so that was my weekend. And as I'm sitting here, I just wrote down our dinners for the week. I also, you know, that's like a habit that I've gotten into in the last year or so. I noticed Tim and I would kind of ask each other throughout the day because he, before we moved here, he was, when he was working in Oregon, he was working fully from home due to the pandemic. And even before that, half of his work days were telework days. So at that Oregon job, he always had plenty of time. (laughs) You can probably really hear the birds now. He had plenty of time at home. And so, you know, when he and I were on work breaks and we'd walk past each other and be like, hey, what are we doing for dinner? What I just noticed that like both of us would kind of ask this one question, 
what are we doing for dinner? What should we have for dinner? What sounds good? Over and over and over. And me loving efficiency. I was like, this is like, and it, it was kind of like a stressful question. It's like, ah, something that felt like it got harder and harder to figure out as the days went on. <laughs> and I was like, this is insanity because <laughs> we're both really good cooks. Um, we love eating like whatever the other one cooks like this shouldn't be stressful we should just decide ahead of time for the most part and if our plans need to change they need to change so also for the last maybe more like two years at the beginning of the week I just I sit down and often Tim is part of it too but usually often it's just me because I really enjoy doing this and he totally enjoys it too I sit down and Monday through Friday I think about okay what do we already have in the fridge and pantry and freezer uh, what are our dinners for the week? And I write them down. And I write down a protein, a starch, and a vegetable. And they are usually some combination of meals that we have already had. Um, usually, Fridays are easy because it's pizza and some sort of a green, often broccoli or a salad. Tuesdays, we definitely kind of like riff off a of taco Tuesdays. Thursday, this is so funny, you guys. I'm just like, wow, this is how people get into habits and then don't want to change the habits. But I've found over time that like, so Tuesdays often kind of mimic some sort of taco or like Latin American style dish. And then Thursdays are often like tofu Thursdays because <laughs> I usually, and Tim is the same way, I don't want to like cook meat come Thursday, you know? It's been like Monday through Thursday. I'm like, Ugh, just keep it simple. And tofu is so simple. Whether we do it in the air fryer or we just like press it and then eat it with a sauce and, you know, you get the drift of what to do with tofu. I'm assuming. <laughs> anyway, so I was just sitting here with my coffee with the windows open, Hazel is watching. Oh, Hazel is watching the squirrels right now. She's she's like at squirrel tree level. She could not be happier. <laughs> I just sat down and I wrote our Monday through Friday dinners. So simple. That's taken care of. It's up on the fridge where we both can see it. We easily amend it as needed, but often it just works out because again, it's something that we've practiced week to week. We kind of know what works and what flows. And in about 10 minutes, I'm going to start my client check-ins for the week. And I had a few different client calls last week. And there was a theme, as there often is. If you've listened for a few years, you probably have noticed. Sometimes I'll talk about different themes that come up. And a theme that I noticed from last week in reflection with clients is that what we're practicing here is low dopamine. Healthy lifestyle habits are, and this is like truly what a client was saying. So I don't want to like, I don't want to take credit for phrasing it in this way. This is like from my client, but she just phrased it so beautifully because she works in healthcare. So she's, she sees, you know, the health system in this even like broader scope. Okay. As did another client of mine, actually, um, her partner works in healthcare. So it's like these amazing reflections from these amazing women. Anyway, one of my clients was just, she was really happy to be relying on the habits that she had built. And we were reflecting on her progress over the couple of months that we've been working together. And she's made really amazing progress. Like it's been really cool from the tangible side of things. Super cool what's been going on. And, and she acknowledged that. And she was also like, and preventative health is like, it, the whole reason it works is because it's preventative. So you don't get 
the thrill because you're basically just of like the thrill even the negative thrill of the you know negative health things that you're avoiding by taking care of yourself and I was like yeah this is low dopamine and that feels really really weird doesn't it like your progress when things are going well is not going to be a big hit of dopamine and from a health and wellness standpoint that includes you know the six healthy habits that are helping you avoid chronic health conditions this is including strength training this is including getting your cardiovascular you know steps or you know moderate intensity like whatever however you want to be supporting your cardiovascular health you're getting in just general movement and of course the food and nutrition choices as well as sleep mindfulness stress reduction the whole shebang all the habits these all support you to feel good and dopamine does come from feeling good okay so i'm saying low dopamine not no dopamine but when you come when you put that in comparison to let's say diet culture or the yo-yoing of dieting where you give yourself something to chase you give yourself a number to chase you give yourself the thrill of dropping a bunch of water weight by going on keto or dropping all carbs or doing whatever extreme thing gives you some sort of short-term extreme result in the long term of course the reason they're called yo-yo is that they're unsustainable they don't actually teach you these low dopamine preventative healthy habits so what happens you go back to your old habits rightly so anyway so we were just having conversations and you know the only term I was really throwing in there was like yeah this is a low dopamine choice to be focused on preventative health and the results do come there are scale numbers that come up that are in the direction and give the story of exactly what we want for the long term but it's so different than drop 14 pounds in 14 days kind of a thing that just encourage chasing kind of empty results, right? Like this, the the reason that this is actually, I'll also say dopamine rich is that it's so full of all the goodness that I think most of us do want if we really boil down what we're doing from our health and wellness standpoint and the habits that we're cultivating is to lead happy, fulfilled lives. And if you're feeling good, if you have good cardiovascular health, if you have good muscular endurance, if you're sleeping well, if you feel confident in the kitchen, if you feel confident in the gym, if you feel confident in your body, in the choices that you make, in your whys, in your values, these are the ingredients for a life well lived. But how we cultivate those At first, it can seem like contrary if you've been stuck in the loop of high dopamine and then crashing, high dopamine and then crashing. And it's almost like dating. You know, maybe you've experienced this or you've had friends who've experienced this or you've kind of seen the story, how it goes, and it's like you date you date the person who's really thrilling or like super sexy or like whatever, like all kind of vanity and aesthetics. 
And on the inside, maybe the relationship isn't that strong, or maybe you're not really in the relationship for the right reasons, and maybe they aren't either. And, you know, it just kind of like, it, go, it gets really high, it gets really, um, there's a lot of drama, and that can be very compelling in a relationship at first. It can seem thrilling, it can seem exciting, but then it crashes and it burns, or you realize that it's just not very fulfilling. And then you compare that kind of a relationship and how it maybe burns out like pretty quickly, whether it's in a couple of weeks, couple of months, or like a year or so. You compare that to the type of relationship where maybe it's a bit of a slower build. Maybe at first you didn't really realize that you were attracted to that person or, or it took a little bit of time to really see like, whoa, their personality makes me feel safe and loved and I care deeply for them. And this takes time and commitment and nuance and it's kind of lower dopamine at first but it builds this beautiful oh my god the birds you guys <laughs> I don't know if I can keep recording here I'm gonna <laughs> for other episodes but it you know what I mean like that like safe and secure relationship might not seem like the super duper thrilling one in comparison to other relationships but it has this solid foundation that is so beautiful and builds so much over the years. I think there's a a parallel there between what we're doing with our health and wellness. The dopamine chase is the diets, right? That's like the relationship that's just kind of based on, you know, first appearances or whatever. And it can seem thrilling at first, and maybe you gotta do a couple to like get it out of your system, okay? Cool. But for the long term, it's the low dopamine lifestyle habits that get us what we want. And when we're with them, we feel safe and taken care of. We value and honor what they're offering us. And it might not be that roller coaster. And we actually value that it isn't that because it's something that we can live with. And it's something that we can sustain for the long term. And I don't know about you, but to me, that is like when I step back and I look at it from 3,000 feet above or 30,000 feet above, to me, I'm like, yeah, I know which one I want to choose. I know which one actually sounds fun. It's the one that I can keep up with and grow with. And that helps me feel so wonderful day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. So all that to say, just it's another vantage point of how we can be looking at our relationship with food, wellness, health, weight loss, muscle gain, sleep, eating, meals, drinking, (laughs) the whole shebang. When we zoom out and while we're in the process of change, that's what we're speaking about a ton here on this podcast is the process of change. Changing from old habits to new habits. And those new habits maybe aren't the super shiny ones. It might seem a little... A little more plain Jane at first, but they're so deeply rich in what they offer us. So that's the episode for this week. All the birds chimed in. Hazel even chimed in. Maybe you heard her too. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Cheers from my low dopamine lifestyle, perhaps to yours, if you are so inclined. And um, until next week, my friends, I hope you have a lovely one and I'll see you then. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. 
If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know it's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com. That's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.